You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Okay, so you've got three sickies here going. <laughs> and that, people, is how we're going to start Geekiest Show Ever this week. Uh, <laughs> Kevin's still out. And we, uh, the, the other three here have various forms of illnesses, either head colds, chest colds, or, you know, in my case, there's probably nothing going on in the head. I mean, I don't know. Um, but so, you know, you may hear at various times, we've all got our mute buttons going, and we're all kind of ready here. But, you know, you may hear weird things because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, we, uh, if I take too deep a breath, I'll kind of start coughing. And uh, uh, Lisa, what you said, yours, yours is what, a head cold? A head cold, yep. Yeah. And, Melissa, you just got general breathing issues. Yeah, just, it's all pulmonary crap. Yeah, so like I say... I get this every year. Rinse and repeat. It'll be the cough, hack, and wheeze episode or something here. So We're either the Three Stooges or we're a bunch of the Seven Dwarves with multiple personality disorders. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just... I, hmm. That one kind of intrigues me. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we're some big dwarves <laughs> is what we are. Um <laughs> And you know, and I can't even—I'm not even on medication, so if I'm a little loopy, I can't even blame that. But, um, but like I say, we're going to. I so- haven't taken mine yet. I'm just naturally loopy. Okay, yeah, I have a natural disposition to just being a little off kilter. But, uh, but like I say, we're going to soldier ahead, and we're we're a day late to. Uh, not that you guys will probably notice, but we're recording this on Monday rather than our normal Sunday because uh, uh, Elisa was off in uh, New York having a grand old time and what getting sick along the way or sicker along. Which made no made it sicker. I was sicker. I had been, up to me. I have had this cold. I felt it coming on New Year's Eve. And it just got progressively worse all last week. I mean, it's a stupid cold, and I am down for the count. I have to nap every day. I can't do anything. I didn't leave the house for three days last week. And I'm thinking, oh, great, we're going to New York City. Fortunately, when we went, I felt a little bit better. But because it was so freaking cold, I've never been so cold in my life because it was in double digits negative temperatures. I wore a hat. I never wear a hat. We took the subway. We never take the subway. We walk. And we came home last night, and this morning I woke up and said, mm, nope, this isn't happening, and turned off the alarm and went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have that option because if I'm not there cleaning the bathrooms, people get upset. And, uh, yeah, since we're sort of you know marginally on our weather report, we'll have to see how I am by the end of the week because, like, right now our temperature, I think, is like about 35. It's actually pretty good here. And it's supposed to be good through Wednesday because our high Wednesday is supposed to be like 35 degrees. And then Thursday, Mother Nature being the fickle pain in the butt that she is, is going to kick us in the nuts. And our high on Thursday (laughs) is going to be a minus one. That's our high. Our low, I think, is supposed to get down to 17 below. I think the next night is supposed to be 22 below. And we have a chance of snow. And uh, with the way we do things at school we work two weeks uh mornings and then two weeks at night so i still the rest of this week i have to work from 5 30 in the morning till two o'clock at night so i'll have to go out there and move snow so if it's below zero and i'm out there behind the snow blower and the winds in south dakota are legendary so i might be dead by next weekend for all we know um because i gotta go if i gotta go out and move that snow and breathe in all that cold air it may not end well for the little uh pudgy dwarf here and usually we get your weather a few days later, but we're not getting that. Uh, it's 24 degrees right now and feels like 12, which is the first time in like five days. I haven't seen a negative number. 
it's supposed to be 35 by Wednesday, 49 by Friday, and then start to go back down into the 30s and 20s, which is fine. <laughs> Not complaining after having negative numbers. No, it'll roll through here. We'll warm it up for you so you won't get as cold a weather by the uh, weekend or the beginning of next week. No, it's supposed to be in the 20s by weekend of next week. Yeah, okay. See, that's what I consider well, tolerable. I could give you some of mine, I would, but I don't have the strength to blow it over there. <laughs> uh, what, in the 70s. Oh, so, yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I, if it wasn't for the – I love the state of South Dakota. It's just that the weather sucks here. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I would – that's my ideal kind of weather. Um, 70s? Yeah, you know, and because <laughs> I'm not a um, – like I say, I'm not a cold weather person, so where the heck do I live? You know, here in uh, <laughs> uh, South Dakota. But you know, we'll uh, we'll live. We always do. And uh, like I say, well, I, you know, you and your wife, are, your wife are untethered now. You can go wherever you want, and I got a chunk of land out in the front. You can park your Winnebago. <laughs> come come on over for a visit. Well, and we, like I say, we bought that um, that AT and T uh, mobile. Uh, uh, internet, mm-hmm. so we can take it with us wherever we go. Uh, you're making this sound yeah. awful uh, uh, tempting yeah. here. So there you go. But uh, be a nomad. Uh, yeah, I feel terrible. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now that we've got the uh, the the sickness report and everything out of our way, um, we actually have, and we got the weather report out of the way. We actually have some topics, and one that we've been kind of kicking around for a while <laughs> here. Um, you know, one that we've been kicking around here for a while is uh, we've all kind of mentioned it at different times amongst ourselves. What podcast, uh, what app do we lis- use to listen to podcasts? And I think we have some varying opinions amongst uh, the group here. I'll, I'll throw mine out um, to begin with. And on iOS, I use Downcast. And when I'm on Android, I use Dogcatcher. Uh, they're both fine. I don't think I have anything, you know, you know, they both do what I want them to do, and they're easy enough for me to understand and use and subscribe to things. So, um, And, you know, I think one of the things that amongst our conversation was how does it affect battery life? And and I guess that's something I kind of wanted to – I guess that kind of dovetails in here too. Now that you've had your phone for a little while, um, uh, mm-hmm. Melissa, how does your battery life – is it better than what uh, – uh, Oh, yeah. By leaps and bounds. Yeah. Leaps and bounds. Much better. And I keep asking my husband, because now, you know, he has my 6S, and we might as well just address it since we're going to talk about batteries. You know, Apple sent out a, not internal, I guess it's an internal memo or something about how they addressed the issue that, I hate to use this word throttling that everybody keeps using. I kind of disagree with that. But they basically said that, you know, yeah, we do engineer our operating system in such a way that as the battery ages, I guess I guess it's where they get the throttling from. You know, we we sort of um, make adjustments along the way so that, that your battery will last you long enough so that you can still you know make phone calls like dial nine one one and and be able to use it as just a, a communication device. And that was basically what was happening to my six S was I just I had to keep turning things off and turning things off and disabling so much to the point where it was kind of crippled. I'm like, well. Psst. This is basically just a communication device. That's all I can really do on it anymore. I can't really do a whole lot of other a lot of other stuff on it. And uh, so I think I told you guys the last time, and I talked about it before, that basically the process was the last thing to do was to nuke and pave it. And I knew I was going to have to do that when I did the whole switcheroo. So I did that. I nuked and paved it. I set. I got my new phone, and I set up my old phone as my husband's phone, 
So he basically has a fresh start. It's, you know, completely. And I, and I didn't, I did not, as much as I backed up his phone, I did not, I chose not to do a restore. So his is nuked and paved and that I set it up as a brand new phone and just cherry picked the stuff, you know, re redownload all the apps, re-signed back into everything. Um, I think he, he wasn't like too concerned about game center scores and things like that. There were things that he was willing to let go of. Um, but he's, he's been pretty happy with it. So I keep checking in with him. Like, how's your battery? How's your battery? And it, <laughs> it seems to be okay. So that was the thing that I was waiting to find out was, was there something in the background, some kind of rogue piece of software that was loading? You know, sometimes I beta test apps. I mean, it could have been any number of things. So it could just be that because the battery in that phone had been replaced. There had been a soft recall on that battery and it had been replaced. So the battery in his now 6S is a little over a year old. So Apple put out a statement saying that, you know, if you have, I think it was a, a 6 on if you had a Model 6, 6S, 6S Plus, 6 Plus, that you could, and 7, and, and all of those phones, that you could get the battery replaced for $29. So what I may do is look at what that um, the end date is and go and get the battery replaced like just before it expires so that you know it kind of lasts them a little bit longer. Because then, remember, we hand these phones down, so then that phone will eventually be my son's, and I want it to be able to last for him. It's so supposed to be the full year, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't the program till the end of the year? Was it to the end? So the, probably the end of 2018. So this current year. Yeah, I think it is. So that's what I'll be watching for. I'll probably set myself a reminder and be like, okay, it's time to go get the battery replaced. Because I don't know if they'd honor it or not at that price since it's not, it's only a year old. You know what I mean? It's not the original battery. So it may be a little bit different for me, but I'll have to find out when the time comes. So that'll be in my future. But so far... So far as I know, the battery seems to be holding holding its own for him now. Of course, he doesn't use his phone like I use my iPhone. So there's also that to be considered. But <clears throat> yes, I am loving the battery life on this. It's great. I only have to, I, I, would, I was going to say I only have to charge it like a couple of times a day, but I really don't. That's kind of an old carryover a habit. I'm just used to constantly charging it. Like you, Elisa, you're always watching the battery on your watch. I'm just so used to, I'm just right. so conditioned to constantly be checking that battery life. And I start to like, I start to get heart palpitations if it goes like below 50% because, you know, sooner or later it's going to just start doing a nosedive. At least that was, that had been my experience, but it hasn't been doing that. I am conscientious of the fact that, um, like Mike, you have the same exact model. Don't you have the eight yep. plus also? Yeah. Eight plus. So we have the same thing. Yeah. How are you liking the camera? Cause I have been having so much fun with the camera. I love the portrait mode. Do you experiment? Uh, you don't take a whole lot of pictures, but well, I guess you probably need to right yeah i should um uh, and uh, I need that's to get... a battery hog that really drains your batteries taking lots of pictures and of course it was over the holidays and i was constantly snapping stuff so but not once have i had to plug this thing into my battery pack so that's that's a right. good sign um yeah i uh you know i i should take uh photos because i i actually over christmas i took advantage google uh sent me something and i made up a photo book of some of the photos that i've taken and so I like taking photos. I've just gotten out of the habit of. You just don't do any do anything with them, or. Um, I mean, I just made a personal one for myself, but uh, I put some up on uh, my website at different times. Maybe I should put some up on uh, Facebook and Instagram, some of those places, and just put them out there for mm -hmm. people to see. But um, I do, you know, I have taken pictures in the past. Now the camera is good enough in the phone that you know I could take pictures with that. 
uh, the, the kind of pictures that I do because I'm not like one of those hardcore photographers. It's mm-hmm. you know got to right. have raw pictures. Even though I well the eight do raw. But I don't do raw. But anyway. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, just give me JPEGs. I'm fine with that. I'm not an uber, you know, hardcore photographer. Just give me something good. And you know, I, want some, I want to be creative. I don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. be the perfectionist or whatever. And I should do that because there's plenty of apps you can use on your phone. Uh, you know, maybe I should try it as an experiment. See if I could do all of my photo. And I don't do a great deal of photo processing. What I usually do a lot is uh, I'll take a picture that I like and then put some sort of uh, poetry or some sort of a verse. Oh, or I something remember you showing us that last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we're we're hooked up through Amazon photo sharing, yep. so you should yeah. stick them in there, and now we'll all be able to see them. Right. And that's for future episodes. We'll probably I should probably bring it back to podcasting, but Good. we're we are still. I think that's just going to be an ongoing thing. Is we'll just keep yeah. picking each other's brains about photo sharing mm-hmm. services and getting prints and stuff like that. But that's that's been the one battery mm-hmm. hog issue is the mm-hmm. taking lots of pictures. But it's so much more comfortable now yeah. with this phone that I can take keep taking pictures it is a very large phone and i am i have been trying to figure out like how to hold it to take the best picture like how to balance it and selfies are still a bit of a challenge um but i'll, I'll talk about yep. more later when we talk about maybe pics or maybe in a future episode right. about my case because i'm excited about that but yep. back to podcasting apps so um i'm going to be doing next month i'm going to be doing a presentation at my local mug about podcasting consumption apps. So I, I want to put it out there that we're talking about consumption apps and not, because if you just say podcasting apps, people think, well, at least in my demographic or, or the people that I'm going to be speaking to are going to be like, well, I don't, I'm not interested in making a podcast or recording a podcast or doing like what we're doing right now, but just in consuming podcasts and being able to listen to them and download them and, and that sort of thing. So that's what I wanted to kind of pick your brains about and see what kinds of things, like what I'm looking for is like, what do you... What's your criteria? What are your needs when it comes to listening to podcasts? Do you want to be able to download them? Do you want to be able to stream them? Do you want to be able to do a combination of both? Do you want to be able to synchronize them between devices? What I mean, these are just questions I'm rallying off. I want people to think about. And I, I would really like to hear some listener feedback, too, to see what other apps people are interested in as well. I know there's, there's quite a few out there. Um, but some considerations that I had, especially because of the fact that, and just, just bringing this back around, because I have the need of switching devices, not frequently, but every so often, um, or being able to troubleshoot and do restores and stuff, one of the features that they just added, so my favorite podcast app right now, at least, and has been for a while, is Castro, and made by, oh, I just drew a blank, I'll have to look it up, I'll put it in the show notes, um, but one of the things, one of the features that they just added was the ability to be able to export and import. And I know other podcast apps have that feature too, but there was a restore feature that they just added. Like it was just in time that they had added that feature and I was able to use it and it worked beautifully. So I was able to take the podcasts and all the settings and everything that I had set up on my old phone and export it and then import it. Like I just exported to iCloud Drive. And then re-import it onto my new phone and everything came back just the way that I'd had it. Because there are a lot of settings, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, maybe you need to, to explore it. But there are lots of different settings that you can configure for your needs. Like, um, of course, you know, which which podcast you're subscribed to. And then also things like playback speed. And um, this one. So the thing about that I like about Castro is like the, the way that you view it. So they have an interesting approach. I think they call it triaging. 
So you have a queue, then you have an inbox, an archive, and then you can add more podcasts. So it's kind of like, if, I, if I'm explaining this correctly, it's almost as if you're treating your podcasts as kind of like email or yeah, I would, I would, that's the best next thing I can compare it to would be like email. You know, when you get an email, it comes in, you have an inbox, everything just defaults to your inbox. And then what are you going to do with that email when you get it? Are you going to listen to it right away or read it right away? Are you going to file it into a folder or are you going to flag it? You know, how are you going to act on the email? Are you just going to delete it? And so the nice thing about it is the way that you triage this to borrow word that they use is you can set for each individual podcast that you listen to, you can tell it to, you can program it to say, okay, this is a podcast that I really, really like. So geekiest show ever, you would have that set to as soon as a new episode comes down the wire, put it at the top of the list. And I also like the fact that it auto plays. So you can just listen podcast after podcast after podcast. You don't have to like queue up the next one. So it queues it all for you. And that's why I said it has, it has a queue. So you can, and you can, you know, push and drag them around. You can reorder them based on what, you know, say one, say a new episode drops and they're talking about the new security flaws and, well, you probably want to listen to that next instead of this other podcast that you were going to listen to so you can rearrange the order. I just like having all that mobility. I like having, I like being able to dig into it and be able to change up the order and have that kind of control. And I like the automation that's built into it. I can go to each podcast and say, okay, this podcast I definitely want to listen to as soon as it drops, put it at the top of the list. Eh, this podcast, eh, I, I'm subscribed to it and I might want to listen to it occasionally and I don't want to not subscribe to it. I want to be able to get to the feed really easily, but it's not necessarily a, a podcast that I want in the queue in, in the very next item. I want to listen to these other ones first. So it based on the needs that you have or your listening habits there's something for everyone when it comes to the Castro app. And that's what I really, really like about it. I downloaded it and I used it and I deleted it. It's too much of a learning curve. It is. It is. You know, I'm listening to you and I'm kind of following along because I deleted it. But then when we, when I knew you were going to talk about this today, I re-downloaded it and re-imported my, my podcast. Mm -hmm. And like, I was thinking, how do you do it next? And then I realized I have to go into the episode itself. So I'm hitting the arrow. Then at the top, there's the icon for the name of the um, the epi- the name of the of the podcast. If I click on that, then there's that little gear that says when a new episode is released, add to inbox, queue next, queue last, or archive. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of work to go through. It you're right, you're right. I totally don't disagree with you. And that's the thing about this one is it's it's a very different approach to consuming podcasts where. You kind of do like a little bit of an upfront investment. You know, you kind of think, okay, well, how do I consume podcasts? How do I listen to them? And you think about it and you tweak it and you kind of set it. And then as you, you know, get to learn how the app works and and figure out what your needs are and what your likes are, or there could be things that you didn't realize you could do and then you could do it. And, you know, you kind of just configure it as you go along. And then eventually, eventually you do kind of reach a certain kind of zen where you just let the app do the work for you instead of you always doing the work for it. Cause you're right. There's a lot, it's a lot of work up front and I can see right away when I started using it, how it kind of turned people off a little bit because, and they, and they, they've been upfront about it. And I've, I read some reviews before I, and I talked to Elsie Escobar. I don't know if you guys know who that is. The Joe geek. She's the one that recommended it. And I'll tell you how I ended up on this was because we were talking about different podcast consumption apps and 
I said, I really want to teach my clients, my demographic, how to listen to podcasts. I really think it would be beneficial to them. So many times we have conversations about, you know, they're complaining about the lack of things on TV to watch and they want to be stimulated. They want to learn things and they want to maybe listen to audiobooks or something like that. And so I say, well, have you considered podcasts? Well, of course, right away you get what's a podcast. Well, it's kind of like a radio show. And then, you know, they tell me stories about how, you know, back in the day they would all sit around and listen to the radio and Orson Welles and things like that. And it's kind of like that. So I try to equate it to a radio show. And then what would happen was I would set out to try to teach them how to use the built-in, you know, the native. It used to be, I guess now you can delete it, which a lot of people love because they hate the Mm -hmm. Apple's regular podcast. And that's, of course, why we're talking about this, because sadly, I mean, I have to admit, too, I kind of was a diehard fan of the, the native podcasts app that, you know, basically would come with your phone and now you can download it separately. I forget when you do an ins- new install if it just comes with it or not. But you have the option to delete it now. You didn't used to. But anyway, I would always just like, well, I got to eat my own dog food, so I got to use what they use. And so I would use that for the longest time. And then I started exploring other things. And back to my conversation with Elsie, I was asking her, I was like, well, I want to be able to teach my my seniors, my demographic of people, how to listen to podcasts. But I'd, I'd set out to teach them on the native podcast app, and oh my God, the little targets are so tiny for their fingers to try to hit. And so my next thought then was, well, what's something that has bigger targets? What's something that has bigger buttons? Something that they can actually see with their older, you know, their aging eyes. I mean, even me, I have a hard time with it. And then you look at the podcast app on like an iPhone SE, and it's like, forget about it. You know, it's just, it's so tiny that all the little things that you have to tap on and trying to watch somebody who has arthritic fingers or someone who has like hesitation shakes or hesitation tremors, trying to tap on something is just painful, you know? So it needed to be something that has bigger buttons. You know, it's, it's hard enough trying to explain to them what a podcast is, how to consume it. You know, you try to equate it to like magazine subscriptions or a newspaper subscription. Um, but I was my my dream is that I'll be able to to turn seniors on to be able to listen to and consume <coughs> podcasts so they can go out and do their gardening, you know, and listen to something kind of like, you know, an old Walkman cassette or something, you know, like remember when we used to pop in a cassette and put it in your pocket and just go out and go for a walk or or go do gardening or go do something like that. I want them to be able to have that freedom to be able to do that and be stimulated and listen to something educational. There's, you know, NPR has a wealth of podcast that I really love. One I will that will be my pick is called The Hidden Brain. I really, really love that one. It, they're nice and short. They're easy to digest. They're fascinating topics. And that'll be one of the first ones that I that I want to show people. But my dream would be able to be able to show people how to listen to podcasts and, and to be able to do it easily enough. And so I was out my I was hunting for something that had bigger targets. And that's where Castor came into play because Elsie's, you know, told me to take a look at that. She really loves it. So I tried it, and at first, just like you, Elisa, I was a little bit turned off. I was like, well, this is you know, a big learning curve. And I could see how it would be with my seniors. I would probably definitely have to, despite how I love the other features, um, yeah, it would be a bit of a learning curve. I'd have to kind of show them how to you know, triage it. So that's a little bit of a downside of it. But, I mean, it can't be beat as far as buttons and the way that it's designed. It's beautifully designed. I, I like using it in my car because I don't have to really like take my eyes off the road that much i can just kind of glance over and there's a big play button there's a big pause button the um the audio what would you call it the auto wave that you see yeah so for rewinding and fast forwarding it's not like you have to like hit this target that you have to get a little rewind button you can actually just slide it with your finger and rewind you know you could 
the button for rewinding, like say if you have it set for 15 seconds back or 15 seconds forward, that's pretty large too. But I like the fact that you can just kind of glide your finger across the bottom. So the navigation of it, once you do have it set up, the navigation of it is really wonderful. There's a light and a dark mode. I definitely like that. I like the way that, because I am a, bod, a podcaster and I do have my own podcast, that I do really craft my show notes. I like the way that the show notes look when you can view them. The links are there. You can clearly see the links if you if you do actually like to read show notes like I do. Um, those are the features that I was kind of going for. So bigger targets, something that was big, that was easy to see, easy to read. The text is really large. It's got high contrast, whether you're in dark mode or light mode, and it was easy to navigate. Once you have it set up, it's easier to navigate than I find the other podcasts to be. So those were my considerations when I really fell in love with Castro, and I keep trying other podcasts, and now the problem, or podcast players, now the problem is Castro has now become my benchmark. And so every other podcast player that I look at, and I think to myself, well, can it do this? Well, Castro could do that. Well, can it do this? Well, Castro could do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, well, is that how you look at other consumption apps? Correct me if I'm wrong, but Castro does not have chapter markers, so I can't skip. I have to actually do the 30 seconds or, you know, push that wave file, you know, that wave thing over. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're they don't have right chapters. because. Yeah. And yeah, that's, so, uh, that's a deal breaker. Okay, that's that's definitely a good consideration. What's a, what's an example of a podcast that has chapters? Because when you ask me about that, the problem is I don't have that need. Mm-hmm. I, I used to, and I guess I gave up on it because not enough people were really doing yeah. the chapter markers. Um, I know that there are podcasters who do it, and it's wonderful when they do it, but it just didn't, it fell out of being a need for me. Yeah, the MacCast does it, the MacGeekGab, the Relay Network. Okay. So then, yeah, um, you're probably right because I do listen to Mac Geekab and I have not noticed chapter markers. I'm going to turn it on. Yeah, I mean, what they do is they have them. And the, if you look in the show notes for the latest episode, you can see um, at 1 minute 58 seconds is a topic. At 11 minutes, so, you know, 3 seconds, there's a topic. So okay. you can see that. So if you want to push ahead, you can. But mm-hmm. on when I use, I use Overcast, and all I have to do is go, okay. nope, I'm not interested in this particular whatever they're talking about. And then I can just hit the little arrow, and boom, it goes to the next one. That's a good feature. You so know? See, I, and I, I don't yeah, listen I to advertising. That you know, and I don't listen to the right. ads on any podcast. Yeah, so then I, I can just I can go just skip, 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 skip. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I end up doing is I just kind of skip. But I think you're, you're right. Chapter markers would be nice. For the people who do take the time to put it in their podcast, that would definitely be a really great feature. It doesn't seem like it's present in Castro, so that would be something that I would write to the developers about and see if they can put that in. It could be that maybe I don't I don't know maybe maybe they've looked at that and they said well it's not enough there's not enough people put chapter markers in. Yeah, I don't that know. Could very well be. I mean I find it also helpful with um, uh, it's you're in the middle of a chapter and maybe your phone rings or you have to go do something or maybe your head was thinking about something else and you didn't hear what they said and you're like oh I want to hear back what they that said you can just all go the back you know, I know I start thinking about something else so then uh-huh. I just hit the back button and I start back again at that beginning of that chapter and okay. then I can listen to it again or it might be something so, that you need to think about because it's a little more intense so you go back and you listen to it again yeah. you know whatever your reason happens to be so I, I like have that first. ability to do that, but I just use the 15 and you can program it to be 15 seconds, one minute, you know, whatever suits your needs. Yeah. But I use just the back. I just rewind or I tell, I tell, you know, the hey phone lady to, to rewind it. 
and that's what works for me. So I guess I guess that's what I ended up doing was I gave up on I gave up on chapter markers. I guess I just thought not enough people are doing it, so it's not that big of a deal. But if they were, that would be a deal breaker. That would be something that I would really like to see a feature. But in my use case scenario, I don't listen to enough podcasts that have chapter markers in them. So then I just use the back, you know, rewind 15 seconds or rewind one minute, rewind two minutes or something. Because that exact same thing that you described happens to me all the time. And I'm constantly having to rewind. And so being able to just rewind, it suits that need just fine. But I could see how chapter markers would be a really great added feature. But again, it's not a complete deal breaker for me that it doesn't have that feature. Right. What's what's another thing? What's another thing that you don't like about it? I mean, I'm just want you know, this is just constructive criticism. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're not here to like bash any. I just apps or found it too difficult to try to figure out how things are, and then it took a while also for me to realize that when you're archiving something, it's the same as trashing it, mm-hmm. because when you're on downcast, which is what I used for video, and overcast, which is what I use for audio. You're not trashing it as in never to be seen again. It's basically saying, okay, you've downloaded it to your phone. You've listened or you don't want to listen to this particular episode. You're removing it from your phone, but it's still listed in the available episode. So if I ever decide I need to go back Mm -hmm. and I want to listen to it again, I can. Either by streaming or re-downloading. And Castro is the same, except they call it archiving as opposed to trashing or deleting. Mm -hmm. Because it's still available. I think it's still available. You just have to go back and get it from the feed is all. Right, exactly. And that's what the delete slash trash is on the other apps. Mm -hmm. It's not gone forever. It's just gone forever on your phone as far as the actual physical copy being on your phone. So that data is gone. But you can always re-download it if you have to. Right. Okay, so there's another need that you have that I don't, which is fine. That's There's nothing wrong with that because, see, I stream everything. So that's another important distinction. And, Mike, you're going to talk about this a little bit later, so this may dovetail into what – I mean, we can save it for later. But the, the need of streaming versus downloading. So there might be – you might have a legitimate reason for downloading stuff, especially if you're going to be offline for a while and you want to download it. So I see what you're saying. It actually does delete it from your device. You have to go back and re-download it. Whereas, Correct. like, for me, but I just stream everything. Right. And I can just go back into the episode and say, uh, you know, Melissa said I should listen to episode one, two, three of such and such. And I can just go back to that, um, right, that podcast and then scroll up and go up. Oh, there's one, two, three and download it. Okay. And so there should I, be something and I have that allows you to keep it instead of just. Oh, I can. It. I can. I mean, in Castro, you can you can set it to just keep it and not like if, when you go to archive it, you're saying like it should archive it and not just delete it, delete it. No, 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 no. It no. I didn't understand what archive meant. I thought Um, archive meant like what you were saying, that analogy with email, where maybe I'm putting it into a folder. So if you have your um, email and you say, well, I need that, but I don't need it in my inbox, so I'm going to put it in this folder over there. That's Mm -hmm. what I thought archiving was until I realized, no, archiving on Castro is the same as deleting it everywhere else. It's physically removing it from my phone, but I can still get to it if I need to. Right. But if you were offline, you wouldn't be able to because you wouldn't have an internet Correct. connection. You would be able to re-download it again. Correct. Correct. Okay. But 99.9% of the time when I'm done listening to an episode or watching an episode, gone. I delete it. Okay. Done. Cool. I've listened. I've watched it. I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yep. Same with me. Now, does Castro do video podcasts or just audio? And, and same with Overcast. That, yeah. Yep. So that's the catch. That's one of the one of the reasons why people don't like it is because it doesn't do video. 
yeah, that I know okay. of. Yeah, Overcast and, and, is only audio. Right. And I use uh, Downcast, and uh, I don't – and maybe I'll get back into doing video uh, podcasts. Mostly right now I listen to audio podcasts while I'm at work. Now, if um, I um, – um, See, you're, you're listening to stuff. You're not yeah. really having the time to right. put your eyeballs on it. Same here with me. Like I listen to podcasts when I'm driving mostly. I don't really have time to watch them, and if I'm going to watch them – if I'm going to devote time to a video, then I'm going to watch it from my Apple TV. That's right. where I consume video well, podcasts because yeah. I want to sit and treat a podcast, a video podcast, like a TV show. Well, yeah, and like I say, it depends upon how you do things. Now, if, for instance, let's say I wanted to watch a video podcast while I was eating my lunch at work, uh, I could do right. that. And then if I wanted to come home, the nice thing is um, the uh, – um, Oh, I'm getting distracted over here. Uh, the nice thing is uh, Downcast has a desktop app. And um, so if I want to, and it'll sync back and forth because it has iCloud sync. So you can sync your settings, you can sync your podcast and everything. So if I started watching a video podcast at work and I come home and we want to watch it on my computer, I could. Um, you could pick up where you left off. That's right. pretty cool. Yes, and I don't usually listen to podcasts when I'm home because when I'm home, I'm doing something I can't concentrate on. The, given the nature of my work, where basically I'm just a broom pusher most of the time, I can do my job and then I can concentrate listening to podcasts because my job doesn't require my brain all the time. So I, mm -hmm. that's why I do things. That works out well for me. But if you are somebody who wants to listen to something on your phone and then go home and uh, pick up on the computer, uh, you can do that. Um, yeah, because uh, some of the episodes are like two hours long for some of them. You know? right. I listen when I'm in the shower. I have a Bluetooth speaker. Me too. Right. And I have like a, I put it I put it on the window shelf on the ledge, mm -hmm. and you know because my husband's already at work by the time I get out of bed, so I'm not disturbing him. If he if it turns out where I get up first, then I don't do it because it'll wake him up. But otherwise, I just listen to podcasts while I'm in the shower. You know, mm -hmm. getting ready for the day. You know, brushing my teeth, putting makeup on. You know, cleaning. If I'm cleaning up, I'll put on a podcast. That's that's what I do when the kids aren't constantly tugging at me. <laughs> that's the other thing is I kind of need my ears to you know be able to listen to the kids or yell at the kids. So I think as they get older, I'll probably do more of that. But as it stands now, yeah, I do. If if I'm graced with time by myself in the bathroom, <laughs> I like to listen to podcasts and you know showering or or once a you know my little bubble bath time. And but but it's mostly driving. It's you know doing. I mean not the driving is mindless, but it is you know a little. It's it's a it's a good time to listen to stuff. During now the reason why I use two separate pod uh, podcatchers for video and audio is because like Mike, I do use Downcast for video. Um, what I don't want is the video on my phone, even uh -huh. though I've got the room for it. I don't want the video on my phone, and you can't separate. You can't say, well, just put the audio on my phone and. Unless I said I didn't want iCloud sync. And I don't even know if I could do that. So everything is going to sync to each other. And I also have the desktop version, which I really don't open very often. And then there's an Apple Watch version for Downcast, isn't there? Because I have, I have Downcast also. Like I said before, I just I, I like Castro so much that I just haven't been able to quit it. <laughs> I haven't been able to just drag myself away from it to be able to use something else but downcast is the next one like that's the next one that i really want to dig into and live in for a while because i i don't have the desktop version but i have the apple watch version and i have the iphone version um and the ipad is just i never use the ipad for podcasts i just oh i, just I do don't. that's why i watch the video 
That would be a good place YouTube, to watch video. Yeah, yeah, I watch YouTube video and um, and Downcast video. Now, what I like about Downcast is I can watch at 1.5 speed, which I know some people are very oh. much against, and that's fine. But no, they I have the, they have that. one in the quarter, one and a half, then it goes to two, then I think two and a half and three. I mean, I, one and a half is what I do. So With, is the video sped up then too? It, it's fine. It's matter. It's a matter of the voice. Some people talk uh-huh. very, very slowly, yes. and it yes. makes me crazy. Yeah. So and you live signs, in New York. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, That's why we can talk to each other because I'm from Pennsylvania. I, I get what you're saying. I can understand you. <laughs> I'm 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 a very type A. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And plus, uh-huh. there's so much to watch between your yes. podcasts and what what you, you know shows you want to watch on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. There's not enough time. Plus, you want to read a book now and then. There's just not enough time. So I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With Overcast, it has that variable setting, mm-hmm. so you can listen at one speed. And you can also listen to it. Sometimes it comes out 1.93, 1.87. You, it has. So it's really granular, me, huh? Yeah, it comes out. Um, let me. And Castro, you can listen to it at a different speed too. And I and I do do that, but I haven't. I mean, because okay. it doesn't have video, I don't. I don't know. Here it is. So on the first page, it'll say smart speed and voice boost. Smart hmm. speed shortens the silences. So. If oh, that's good. you speak and then five seconds later I speak, that silence is deleted. So it goes right from you to me. So you're wow. saving a couple seconds here and there. Yeah. Voice boost will increase the volume. Mm-hmm. And then it's got um, a little... Which is helpful for when you're in the shower. Mm-hmm. And then it's got something here. It says 1x, then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 plus signs, then 2x, then 2 plus signs, then 3. So what you do is you can move that little button up or down, depending on how fast or slowly the individual podcaster is speaking. Because for some, I might only have it on the second plus, but on this one, I have it on the fourth plus. So it depends on how, like I said, how fast or slowly these people are speaking. And it will tell you that they are, you are listening at 1.67 speed. Mm -hmm. And I just find that sometimes if they are speaking too quickly, then I just move it to the left and say, okay, slow down a little bit. I'm not understanding what you're saying. Well, These are and, definitely important features. Now, in Downcast, you can go into – I'm checking this while you guys are talking. Hopefully, I'm hearing everything you say. But I was checking things out here, and you can go into individual podcasts. So if you want – if you know, there's somebody that you want to listen to at normal speed, you can go in there and set a setting for that. You have a global setting, so all your podcasts might play at this speed. But if you want to, you can go into an individual podcast and slow it down or speed it up as you see fit. Uh, so like yeah. I say, if there's a podcast that you want to hear at normal speed, you can go in there and make a setting for that. Um, and, you know, you were talking about the interface. Uh, Downcast has nice big buttons uh, with pictures on them because I like it because sometimes it's easier for me to look at the picture than it is to try and find the name of the podcast. Um, so it's got uh, little picture icons next to there, so you can hit that, and then it'll bring up the episodes. You can determine how many episodes you want to download. There's a fair amount of control and granularity, I think, in yeah, there is in Downcast. And like I say, it depends upon what you want to do. And uh, I haven't used the feature in a while because mostly I'll just I get a backlog of them, so I'll just listen to all of one podcast. But you can go ahead and make a playlist, and I think will it do smart playlists where you can say play the newest episodes or i think you can create i don't a- think so i think you're stuck kind of 
if you make a, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they, if you make a playlist that just says maybe technology, um, anytime a new technology podcast, cause then you'll have to go in and say, this is a tech podcast. This is a tech podcast. This is an economics podcast. This is a politics mm-hmm. podcast, well, whatever you're, you know, whatever you're listening to. And then it would go into your technology podcast list. Uh, so no, I, I'm looking here in, in uh, Downcast, and so you can either make a uh, – so I'm in the making a playlist. You can give it a name, and then there's mm-hmm. a slider. You can either include all podcasts or you click that off, and then it will say include podcasts, and then you can go in and select which podcast of the ones right. that you already have downloaded. Uh, I'm I looking at that too. Yeah, I see there's a, there is a lot of granularity in this. Yeah. Uh, so, like I say, uh, and I don't see it broken down uh, by type because I've got um, like some tech podcasts in here. I got a film, a couple film podcasts. I got uh, uh, sci-fi tech talk in here, so that's a different podcast. Uh, so I don't see it broken down like that. I, I just have all the podcasts that you subscribe to. I see in here, so then you can go through and pick the ones that you want, and then you have some uh, choice by you know either a sort by date or whatever. Uh, group podcasts, uh, I suppose that's of the same kind together. So if you uh, wanted to make a, a mopping playlist, like that you, these are the types of podcasts that you listen to that don't include video because it's just audio, right. yep. you could make a, a mopping podcast. Just like my clients yep. can make like a gardening podcast yep, sure. that they want to listen to NPR while they're gardening. Right, yeah. So you not depending on categories. Yeah, so you could, you know, and however you want to do it. So like I say, you can include whichever podcast you want in this list. Um, and I apparently just created another playlist. Um, well, maybe, did you see this, Mike? I mean, maybe you're saying the same thing. Okay, I'm downloading a couple episodes right now, and one is tech. Right. So I have a playlist called tech. Right. Mm-hmm. Down at the, on the right-hand side, it says edit, and then there's a circle with, like, some lines through it. Nope, that's not it. Here it is. It's the gear. It's the gear all the way to the right. Oh, sure. Right. It says edit plot list. And mine says name tech podcast to include. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it can do include all podcasts or included podcasts. If I hit included podcasts, it gives me a list of all the podcasts I subscribe to. Yep. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is just check, you know, touch the ones that I want included. And then there's a little check mark. So forevermore, all those that I put a check mark next to are now tech podcast playlist. So you could break and then that it down. Part is automated. Right. Yeah. So then you can uh, either, if you want to break it down, and you can create these podcasts however you want. So if you want a tech podcast, or if you just want uh, my favorites, or you know something like that. However you want to. Yeah. However you want to do it. Yeah. Uh, so you have a and and then there's some more down here. You can either have it include unplayed or played audio, video, downloaded, streamed, downloading, non-local. I'm trying to, what's the difference between non-local and streamed? Yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so you have different uh, sliders. You can, uh, what episodes you want to include. Um, and so you kind of break it down like that. So there's a certain amount of automation to that. So that, yeah, like I say, if you want to just, I want to listen to my tech podcast. And then let's say you have uh, subscribed to some TV show podcasts like say uh the talking dead or you know there's some uh, i used to listen to a few of those uh there's a few shows i followed that had podcasts that went with them and so i would listen to those and so you could group them together if you wish so there's a certain amount of uh granularity there um and like i say i like the fact that you can do uh video and audio 
as like I say, if I wanted to sit down and watch something while I'm eating lunch, I have that option to do that. Excuse me. You can also do a password protected yeah. podcast, like Screencast Online. Hmm. You just have to go to the podcast website to find out like what their requirements are to get onto a podcatcher. Now, I know uh, Don McAllister had said he doesn't want to do that anymore. So by the time 2018 comes along, he wants you to use his own app to watch his podcast. But oh, for the time so being, because it's you can... Content? Um, no, because that's why it's password protected in Downcast. So every year he would give directions on this is how you go onto Downcast to watch your podcast. And you have to put in your login credentials. But that's what's, what... Per- what's the point of that, though? I'm just curious. why For, down, why, for Downcast? Yeah, why would you want to password protect a podcast? Because Screencast Online you pay for. The okay, so it's a paywall thing. Right. Yeah, so you okay. pay you pay an annual subscription... But he, at the time, did not have his own SEO app like he does now. Right. So okay. you would have to watch uh, watch it through a podcaster, uh, podcatcher. So uh, Downcast does support when you need mm-hmm. to have a name and password. Okay. So that's one. So those are the big glaring distinctions I think between Castro and Downcast is that um, Castro doesn't do video, and I don't I don't see. I'd have to dig into it, but I don't think offhand. They have support for password protected or, you know, podcasts that are paid, paid content. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't remember seeing that anywhere. But then again, it's not really a need that I that I have yeah. exclusively. So, and it's probably so minimal. Yeah. That there's paid podcasts out there. Yeah. Uh, so I don't there's a lot of settings. Yeah, there's a lot of settings on here for there's also a global setting to make the volume louder. Mm hmm. So I have that going across the board because, you know, podcasters, not everybody normalizes. And I know, mm-hmm. I, I, as I said before, I watch a lot of knitting podcasts, but they're they're just doing it. They don't use microphones. They sit in front right. of like a lot of them. What they'll do is they'll sit on their couch and put their laptop on the coffee table and talk right. and just <laughs> use the built in camera. Yeah. And the built in microphone It's down so, and dirty, but it gets. Yeah. The job so you done. can't hear I'm like, speak up. Speak up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to ask, too, how is, because I'm looking at Downcast here, uh, how is, like, discovery of new podcasts? Because in Downcast, you can go into their ad podcast thing, and they've got it broken down by categories, um, you know, art, business, comedy. you got a bunch of um, um, bunch of them there, and you can go into them, and they'll list, uh, and I don't know what order they're listed in, uh, but they have a bunch here, uh, and you know, beyond that, I, if you know the name of the podcast, you can search for one and be able mm-hmm. to sub- subscribe to it. But yeah. um, uh, I think they're both pretty good about that. You can, you know, Castro is the same thing. You can, you can either just, just there's a discover tab. So when you press the plus sign in the lower right, yep. there's a discover tab that they have it broken down into the categories that are fed by iTunes or whatever. And so if you tap on technology, it'll show, you know, all the technology podcasts. But then if you don't see, like, we won't see Geeky Show ever in there. So then we can just go and do a search, right? Uh, a manual search it, up at the very top if you scroll the way down, search or enter URL. So if you know the URL, you can enter it or you can yeah. just do a search for Same it. Same here. I like so also with Downcast, pretty good. it gives you uh, the last time that particular podcast was updated. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, hey, this one just came out today. I'm looking at, and this one is uh, one one eighteen. Or you might right. see some that say two thousand nine. Like, oh, 
not going to bother with this one. Yep. Castro does that too. Like I'm just yeah. looking at Geeky Show Ever and it has the latest episode. So that tells you that too. So that's pretty uh, apples to apples comparison. So I think we would agree though that they, both these two apps, there is a bit of an, a learning curve on both. There's a bit of, if you want to customize it, you can. There's a lot of granularity and customization. There's a lot of configuring. There's there's a bit of a an upfront investment to get it to automate things later for you. They both kind of have that going on. I think they just handle things very differently. Um, Downcast seems to be able to, like, you can personalize your your playlists, whereas Castro kind of, like, said, well, this is for the person who doesn't really, nobody got time for that kind of a person, and they just want to have it done for them. And so it just kind of gives you, you know, inbox, archive, it just kind of triages it for you in a, in a global sense. Whereas in Downcast, no, I need a gardening playlist, and no, I need a, a mopping playlist. They need a vacuuming playlist, you know, those those kinds of things. Well, so I think they each their own, and then there's the difference between the video. Well, Ken, here's a question out of left field. Uh, you may or may not know the answer. Is there a way to export and import uh, files from or podcasts from Castro? Because I'm looking yes. at Downcast here, and you can export it in an OPML file, and you can either send it by email, share it with a computer, or send the application. Yep, uh, in Castro, you can go. You can, you can because I did it. Okay. Yep. You can import and export, and what, like I was talking about in the beginning of the conversation, what I like is the backup and restore. So mm-hmm. right. you know that that worked wonderfully so, between phones. So, yes, yes, it does because that's what it did for me today. So if you mm-hmm. wanted to experiment with some podcast apps, you could uh, import and export your OPML file, so you could take your list of podcasts. I don't know if it would take played and unplayed. I don't know how far down that uh, how granular that gets but you can at least take the podcast that you listen to so you wouldn't have to go and find them again and resubscribe it would be interesting because under the import export and castro they specifically list under import you can import from downcast specifically or apple podcasts and then so there's three choices there's downcast there's apple podcast and then there's other apps slash opml import that's what I did. Three flavors. So that's interesting that they're like, yeah, we got a lot of downcast people. <laughs> okay. And interesting. So one of these days, I'm going to have to just really dive into downcast and go and just really tweak the hell out of it and set it up and, you know, really make some podcasts and really, you know, dig in and get to learn it. Because I do, I want to be able to speak intelligently about it. And it sounds like everybody that I talk to downcast is usually like on the top of the list. It seems to be one of the biggest contenders. Um, it seems like we both... Between the three of us, we've been mostly talking about Castro and Downcast. And then, Mike, you mentioned a couple on the Android side of things. How do those compare to what we've been talking to they're, talking about? They're um, similar. I don't think they're quite you know as good as Downcast because I really wish Downcast would have had a uh, Android app. But they're uh, they're fine. I um, it's been a while since I got my old uh, Android phone sitting here. I should plug it in and charge it up just so I have a uh, Android reference. It's been a while since I used it, but um, you know, it would work well enough for what I wanted. A uh, do- uh, dog catcher would. And I think that does video and audio. Uh, it doesn't have the, uh, and you know, I should have uh, taken the time to fire it up before we started podcasting so I could double check on that stuff. But I'm pretty sure most decent, uh, 
let's call them high-end or decent uh, podcast uh, consumption app should have some way to import and export because OPML's <laughs> kind of become the standard for standard, yeah, yeah, moving it between uh, podcast apps. I think it has that, but like I say, for what I was doing on Android, uh, it worked well enough for me. Uh, and for me, it's uh, I just need something that I, it'll download the podcast for me. I can listen to it. Uh, you know, and I'm not, and I should get back into listening to podcasts the way I used to because I've kind of backed off on that. I used to listen to 30 podcasts that I would, uh, you know, try and keep track of or something like that. And I've scaled back a lot. I'm down to about, you know, less than 10. Um, but I should listen to a few more and just, you know, and try it out and create some, like, uh, like, say, maybe certain, go out and see if I can find some TV show related ones and some other ones and just uh, be able to create playlists of stuff that I. You know, yeah, even if you don't listen to the whole thing, you right. know, just to just to get going, you could yeah. always just fast forward through mm-hmm. them or skip them or you know yeah. whatever, just to just to live the experience. Now you you mentioned dog catcher, so let's rewind just a little bit. See what I did there. Um, the cost for these things. So obviously the the native podcasts app that Apple provides is free. It just comes with your operating system, or if you don't have it, you can download it. it doesn't cost you anything. Um, I want to say Castro was like around three ninety nine. I think recently it was on sale for a dollar ninety nine. So they do have sales. So if you do have a one of those sales catcher apps, go ahead and plug it in there if it's something that you're interested in checking out. I think at least it was on sale and you grabbed it. Um, yeah, I got it for a dollar ninety nine. I think it just uses the native player on the Apple Watch. Like there isn't a specific Castro Apple Watch app that you have to install. But I can control the podcast from my watch just fine. Like if I'm driving in the car and I don't want to really, you know, take my hands off the wheel, but if I'm at a stoplight and I want to pause something or rewind something or whatever, I can just control it from my wrist. So playback on the Apple watch is just fine without having its own native app. And so you get out, you get a lot for, you know, the $4 and plus I just like supporting developers because I think they put a lot of detail and thought into their product. And that's something I'm really, really picky about because you know, I've looked at other podcast apps and I've, I've waited for either them to go on sale for free or a reduced price. And then I've grabbed them and then I just ended up deleting them because they just they just either the developer just did not keep up with the development of it or it just it just sucked. <laughs> so um, I don't like having to pay for something that I'm going to delete. But this one I've, I've kept around for a while. And then Downcast, I'm pretty sure I got when it went on sale for free. I don't remember what I paid for. I'm but trying I know to look it awesome. up. It's I think it's two ninety nine. I had to like, I had to copy. Well, I paid more than that, but I had to copy it and then open it in uh, Safari. Oh, so it looks mm-hmm. like it's tuned because I already have it. So all it says is, right, open. Is this for Downcast or is this for Castro? For Downcast, let me downcast. see. I'm just oh, looking at it right now. No, are you? So for, do you have Castro or Castro too? Because I'm looking in the uh, uh, app oh, store here. Castro. Is the, okay. They did release the version, so yeah, latest they're, version. They're listing it as $4.99 in the App Store right now. Okay, so yeah, I the sales think off. I got it for $2.99. Mm-hmm. It was either $1.99 or $2.99, yeah. somewhere around. One, yeah, one or the other. Uh, so they and, do go on sale from time to time, which is really good, and... Um, like I said, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty decently priced app. It's not like it's, you know, 6 or 8 or $10 or something. So I and thought it was I, a pretty good price. And when I bought Overcast, I think I paid two ninety nine, but I believe their model is different now. It's free with an in-app purchase, I think. Downcast or for Overcast? Overcast. Okay. It so might be free with an in-app purchase, but I don't know for sure because I bought it when it was just a flat two ninety nine. Is Overcast the one made by Marco? Yes. Comment? 
Okay, mm-hmm. that one I believe is nine ninety nine in app purchase. I'll have to nine ninety nine. I think it's because the it's free to download, right? But then there's ads. So if you want to get rid of the ads, I think you can do a donation. But then I I thought it was like an in-app purchase of something to get rid of the ads to help support development. In-app purchase. Oh, Overcast. Yeah, you're right. Overcast Premium, $9.99. So that one's a little bit on the pricier side. And people do really like that one. That was the thing that kind of turned me off. Like I said, I was already kind of, you know, in deep with between Castro and Downcast. Those were the two that I was focusing on. But I know that Overcast is another one of the contenders that a lot of people seem to like. And, you know, it's nice you can try it out for free. But, yeah, the, the ads can get kind of annoying after a while. It's nine ninety nine a year. Yeah. So then that one keeps costing you. So that's yeah. something yeah. to consider. Otherwise, you have reason, ads. Right. And that's the other reason I really liked Castro because it was priced really appropriately. And it's just a one-time purchase. Now, they might charge you again in the future if they do, like, an overhaul. And that's fine. That's to be expected. That's the world that we live in. And I'm okay with that. Developers have to eat and they have to turn their lights on. So, you know. It is what it is. But, yeah, you know, 999 is a little bit steep for me personally. But that doesn't mean that that's not cool for other people. So I know there are people that are happy to pay that. And, it, you know, if they're really happy with the product, if they're really happy with the UI and the design, then then that's what it's worth. Um, so I'm not going to cast any dispersions on that. Um, so, but do we figure out what the pricing is for Downcast? You says, what, 299 for the iOS? And then what's the Mac app? Oh. Is it 499 now? I think so. It's been so long I think since I, paid, I bought it. Yeah, I think I paid $10, and the prices have gone down. So it might be around $5. And, and so that's just a one-time purchase. Yes. Okay, it's $4.99 for the Mac App Store. So okay. that's the Mac version. And I don't know about the iTunes. Oh, it's $2.99. I just looked it up. Okay. So, so that's I've been using it for years and years and years. That's, that's under $10, but it's a one-time a one-time fee so right and i think I, uh downcast is probably like the biggest contender and then probably right. castro and then overcast and then you said dog catcher is that yeah. what you would consider the superior podcasting consumption app on android for me you have lots of choices and again it depends upon what you want what um, about stitcher um yeah there's that you know and, um and i should have taken the time to figure out because also you can listen to podcasts on your your Echo and your Google Home and oh. I, and I don't know if they have dedicated apps. Well, you can listen to them either in TuneIn Radio or iHeart Radio. I know, or you can cast from your phone to your device. But that kind of, to me that kind of defeats the the purpose. Yeah, uh, but I didn't. Oh, wait, I didn't. So can you listen to Geekiest Show ever on your Amazon? Uh, no. Because uh, I went and looked in both <laughs> iHeartRadio and uh, TuneIn, and that and Sci-Fi Tech Talk wasn't there. So what good are these things? Um, but I don't <laughs> know if there is something else. Uh, I, like I say, I should look into. I know uh, I listen. That's to, your homework. You have to go dig in and yeah. see if you can import an RSS feed that would get it there yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, and I, and I should and I should go look it up because I listen to Daily Tech uh, News Show uh, with Tom Merritt, and he keeps mentioning the Anchor app. For listening yes, to yes. this, uh, and I didn't. I tried to do a quick look. Is that spelled anchor like A N C H? Yes, I downloaded it uh, okay. last week because okay. Guy Searle was telling me about it. Okay, and that's for your Amazon Echo. Uh, no, it's for your phone, but you can also use it to create a podcast. Oh, anchor. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do have that on there. That's one other one I'm on my page of things I need to play with. Yes, you can create. Yes. Yeah, Dave Chartier told us about Anchor, and he created one. That was really cool. And it also transcribes your voice as you're 
speaking, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I haven't done anything. I downloaded it, and that's as far as I got. Uh, yeah, That'd see, I while we were talking, I looked at it, and it said, uh, so you, uh, you can, is this a, I should look into this. Is this a, uh, you can create podcasts, mm-hmm. but you can also use it to play podcasts? Yes. I don't know about the playing portion. Yeah, probably. But yes, it's, it's, I don't know if it's primarily, but it was kind of dubbed as like a creation tool. That's why I wanted, at the top of the show, I wanted to make the distinguish between, you know, we're basically talking about consumption apps and this, yeah. this one does both. You can consume and you can create podcasts with Anchor. This, this is what the knitting lady should use because this is another kind of down and dirty, but it gets the job done thing, but a little bit more polished. Mm. Now, I just looked up Geekiest Show Ever. It's not there. Uh, and Anchor. In Anchor, but you've got Twit TV, so it might be, maybe it's something, how come this isn't moving? Um, it's, there we go, Daily Tech Headlines. So it you looks probably like have to it create a feed and get on. Exactly. Get listed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, not because everything goes through iTunes. That's like in with my podcast I do with Dave in touch with iOS, we, we got listed on Stitcher as well because we wanted to be able to appeal to some of the Android people that might be considering switching to iOS. And that was important getting on Stitcher, but I don't so necessarily use it. When I look so. under tech, I'm, I'm seeing a whole bunch of things that I have no idea what it is. Like teacher versus tech. Let me see. Hmm. It, there's a call in, make a request. So I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. Well, that's for, yeah, it does. When I was reading about it, and again, I just haven't really dug into it, but when I was reading about it, it does support live calling. There used to be real fun podcasts that we'd listen to where you could call in and they would, you know, kind of like you're on the radio and they would take your voice and you would be able to talk to the person and have have like a phone call on the show. But that's that's notoriously hard to do in the past, at least. So it does have that support. Yeah, we'll have to play around with it sometime and, and see what we can make out of it. So that Anchor is another one. I think, what would, does that one cost something? I forget now. No, it's free. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, what's their business model? I wonder why, how is it free? <laughs> Hey, happy Monday. How's it going? I'm sorry. I just downloaded a podcast. I didn't realize. It was topic of the day. Um, It would be interesting because if you could subscribe to them in there and then be able to play them on your, your, you know, assistant of choice, whichever, uh, that would be kind of interesting. I see it's available on the Google Play Store. I wonder if it's the same one. I guess it is Anchor FM. I I think it is. Yep, Anchor FM is the is the seller. So, same. The logo is different, but it's the same on Android as it is on iOS. So, you know, for people listening, that's something to look into. Is Anchor? That's something we could explore more. Something we're familiar with, but it's something to definitely explore more. Yeah, because if if you're somebody, I mean, this is the one thing I do like. My like, say, my uh, verbal assistants or uh, you know uh, here, but to listen to podcasts. Which, like say, when I'm at home, I'm usually concentrating on something, so I don't listen to them at home. But for people who would like to be able to say, you know, hey, assistant, play, you know, Geekish Show Ever um, or Sci-Fi Tech Talk or whatever your favorite podcast is, you know, and... Um, it, it should just work. Why yeah, doesn't it, it just work? You know, yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know, and hopefully they're going to get to that point because I was listening to, uh, I think, Daily Tech News Show, and they called these, you know, AIs. I wouldn't quite call them uh, either of these assistants AIs because you still, it's more like programming because you have to say certain words in a certain order. I, you know, for me, uh, and I 
uh, am hopeful and scared at the same time that they get to the point where you could have a conversation with these things and say, hey, you know, I feel like, you know, in the mood for a podcast, what do you want to listen to? I don't know. Here's some criteria. Here's some, you know. Well, there are people who use, there are people who use uh, Hey Phone Lady for that. Uh, my kids do it. My kid, I have to tell you a really funny, quick story while, while you guys are digesting this. My kids, <laughs> they're, we're still on winter break, and I've been, you know, kind of like disciplining them a bit. They've been a little too uh, involved in their devices at times, so I lock them out by just changing their passcode. So they have to ask me, and then I unlock it for them. And they're so funny. Like sometimes they're so desperate for screen time. <laughs> you know, they're bored or they just they, that's all they want to do. They just miss their phones or something. I know this is sad. Um, they'll just sit there and talk to Siri. <laughs> <laughs> they can't unlock their phones. And they'll sit. I, they can hear me in the other room. <laughs> and they'll just sit there and I listen to them and they're asking Siri all kinds of questions and giggling and oh my gosh, it's funny. But I I I saw people write articles about how I guess Siri serves as like a. Uh, people who have depression or people who are lonely and you know they they talk to her and there's there's something to do with ai and siri being a conversationalist well then wasn't there that movie called her or something like that that i still have yet to watch with joaquin yeah uh, yeah yeah Hey, speaking of movies, really quick. Oh my gosh, I, my ADD is on fire right now. Sorry about that. But uh, remember the last time we were talking, and we were one of the movies that I recommended called uh, "Why Him." Did you guys watch that yet? No, I don't watch too many movies. I think uh, it's I think it's still on HBO. Well, um, I don't have HBO. Oh, oh, you don't have HBO anymore? Oh, I no. thought you did. Uh, um, yeah, I think I, it's still on there, but it's it's pretty funny. Well, one of our listeners that listens to the show is our our tea mug president here. And he wrote to me and told me that he he and his wife watched it and they really enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I got to quit that, playing that video my games. Uh, I got to play quit playing video games and watch some stuff. Although, to be honest, I have been playing my farm simulator on my Nintendo Switch. And while I do that, I have my tablet running on a swing arm so I can swing it around by my chair. And I've been playing... Uh, I've Your been vibrating like- chair? Your no, vibrating heating massaging chair? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is just my game chair with the speakers oh. built into it. I wish I would have gotten that. Excuse me, one. a different but, chair. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, I only got the one gaming chair. But anyway, uh, I've been watching CSI, so I've been catching up. And I got like uh, 16 seasons, and I'm up to season six, so I have a ways to go there. But, uh, oh, yeah. That's a perfect combination because the farming game doesn't require absolute concentration all the time. And neither does the TV show because I've seen most of them. Uh, and I can still keep track without having to watch it continuously. So that's a perfect combination there. But, yeah, we've kind of strayed off our podcast listening um, uh, topic there into what geeks well, do. Well, were there any world. other apps that you guys wanted to mention that you liked? I mean, we pretty much covered Castro yeah. and Downcast. We, we, Downcast, sorry. We, we touched a little bit on Overcast, and then you mentioned Dogcatcher, and then there, of course there's Stitcher for yeah. Android. I mean, and, that's an iOS, too. Yeah, and you've got uh, you know your basic um, podcasting app on iOS, and depending upon what mm-hmm. your needs are. I, I tried it when I first got the phone, but um... It just occasionally I go back to it just to see if they've made any improvements, but yeah. then I just think, eh, nah. No, it doesn't offer the same amount of, uh, like, say, customizability as uh, the other apps do. I can't remember uh, if you could do playlists. Uh, you probably could, I suppose. I don't, like I said, I don't quite remember. I would just basically open it up and start playing my podcast. The thing I didn't like about it, unless I had missed something, was it wouldn't start auto playing the next uh, thing in the list. Yes. Uh, 
yes, that was driving me nuts. I didn't yeah. even once once I got used to that in Castro. That's something I can't let go of. Yeah, no, because I <laughs> I'm like totally that. spoiled by that. Yeah, because I like to make a playlist, especially like when I'm at work cleaning bathrooms in the morning. I have rubber gloves on. You can operate your phone, but it won't. The fingerprint you sensor won't want work. To. Well, right. you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. Hopefully not that bad, but like I say, the fingerprint uh, sensor won't work, so you have to punch in your passcode to go to the mm-hmm. next, uh, you know, uh, play the next podcast. I just want to, you know, create a list and say just when it's done with this one, go to this one and whatever. Um, so I do, I like that. But yeah, and if anybody is listening to us and they have some other apps that they like for whatever reasons, uh, you know, send it to us. Um, the link to the email will be in the the show notes somewhere. Uh, but send them to us or comment in uh, iTunes or something. Let us know what you use. If there's something that uh, we've missed that you know may even be better than these, or if you have specific needs or something like that. Because uh, like I say, I, these are the 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 800 pound gorillas, but there might be some mm-hmm. others out there that you know maybe. Uh, you know, would uh, and you know, not everyone needs a uh, this much stuff. Sometimes people just want a simple podcast player that'll do what they want, and well, maybe the Apple yeah, one will do that. But that's what led me down this whole path was I was looking for something specifically for my clients. I wanted something that was you know low barrier to entry, basically. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a little frustrating when when a podcast costs money, obviously, because then it's like, well. You, I don't know if you're going to like this. I'm going to you know, make you spend 4 or $5 on an app. That's kind of uncomfortable to ask people, so that's a little difficult. It is nice when it's something like, for example, Overcast, where you can try it before you buy it kind of a thing. So that's definitely to its merit that you can download it for free and use it and at least see if you like it before you want to plunk down any more money to, to get more out of it. Or maybe you don't need any more out of it. But, yeah, it would be nice if there's – I'm just looking for something with, like, big targets, something that's easy to use – something that doesn't require a whole lot of front end, which, you know, Castro does require a little bit of front end, but I don't think it's like too much once you get into it. So, um, I know there's a lot of people that like pocket casts, but I have no comment because I've never used it. That's another one I've heard of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I know nothing about it as far as the UI or the cost or anything. Yeah. And I think I remember using that one. There was a few before I got to Downcast. I think Pocket Cast was one of them. There may have been a couple, but I think once I finally got to Downcast, that, and that's back when I was, you know, doing serious podcast listening, that did everything I wanted it to. So I settled on that and I was happy. Yeah. There was no need for you to look for anything else after that. No. Mm -hmm. I was. And then it becomes the benchmark. You know, like I was saying before, it's like, well, can Mm -hmm. I do this? Sure. Well, you know, and as long as we're talking about things we're listening to, I had something here that there, it's kind of a couple things uh, all together. Um, I saw that uh, Amazon announced that they're going to, you could upload your music to uh, Amazon and store it and be able to stream it from there. Well, I think uh, by this time next year, they're going to shut that down because um, there weren't, um, they just, with all the streaming options out there, they just felt that most people would rather stream their music rather than upload it and listen to it, which is a valid point, I guess. But I was using it more of as kind of a backup for my music. And most of the stuff, if I had to, you know, I can either stream it or I've got local uh, downloads that I can, you know, play. But for some people, there was uh, – because most of the stuff I listen to is, you know, already – on the streaming music services. But uh, there are some people who have, like, uh, 
CDs that they have ripped from local artists, stuff that wouldn't be on like Amazon or Spotify or any of those. And they were using that as their, you know, their off-site backup for a lot of this stuff. Well, with that going away, that's going to be a little bit of a, a problem. Now, I think Google Play, you can still upload music to that, but, you know, Google is awful, you know, particular about, hey, we're just going to kill something because reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, don't get too invested in any Google product because it may go away. Um, but they still have their, uh, you can still upload music to that. And you could still, you know, if you wanted to buy a um, storage space like uh, with Amazon or whatever, you can still upload your music there. You can one box, drop box. There's different places you can do it. But I just kind of liked it because you know it's your it's all part of the music app. You could just load it up and then stream it if you want to play it. And so that's going away. And then the other thing was that um, Microsoft has discontinued their Groove Music service. Um, and I had. When they introduced it, it wasn't like I was a big Groove user, but when they uh, first announced it or changed it from was it Xbox music to Groove music, they offered some uh, uh, deals on music. So I think I had like 10, 12 albums in there or something, and they were offering some deals. So I think I bought like a Led Zeppelin collection for three, four bucks, and it's like, you know, uh, their, their best of, or it's like a box set, I think is what it was. Uh, there was a few others that I'd bought on there, but, you know, I guess this is the thing about, you know, uh, streaming music or having your music in the cloud. Uh, if the service shuts down, then you're kind of SOL, and I guess that's why I like keeping local copies, but it did bother me a little bit that, you know, they're taking away one of my storage uh, Options. So you knew you had a reason, and now you know what that reason is. Yeah, and you know, I was paying like twenty five dollars a year for unlimited uploads to you know store my music in. So, like I say, that's going away, and I guess that's the thing about all this stuff. Streaming is nice, but if they decide if these business companies go out of business, you know, and uh, or you decide to quit subscribing to them. You know, uh, I guess I, what I'm saying is don't get horribly invested in streaming stuff. If there's stuff you like, what the premise I've been using is if there's uh, music that I don't want to be without, I buy it digitally, but I download it and keep it someplace. And I like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I like the being able to store it. So if something happens here, I have offsite backup for it. But. Um, yep. That with movies, I buy it on the DVD, then rip it, and then store it on a drive. Because remember, yeah. iTunes took away yeah. Lion King, and all those toddlers went berserk, and everybody went <laughs> don't, <laughs> shit crazy. <laughs> don't don't make the toddlers go berserk. This could be right? terrible. Um, <laughs> but like I say, I guess that's why. And you know, um, when um, Mark Greentree was on the show, we'd have that discussion because you know he likes his physical copies and i don't necessarily want you know cds around here because it's i don't like the physical stuff but i do like yeah me too yeah i do like the digital i like something here so like i say if i decide not to subscribe to these businesses go away i still have my music and so i guess that's kind of the the cautionary tale here is if there's music out there that you like uh and you know i think the artists get a little bit more if you actually go out and buy it as opposed to streaming um but if there's music out there that you like and you you know would be sad if you didn't have it, uh, I you know go out and buy it and then download it and then figure out some way to store it uh, you know someplace so that you always have it safe. But uh, like I said, I saw that and I'm kind of going. It wasn't like I was bummed out. It was like okay, I'm going to have to rethink things again because mm, that early, makes you think. 
earlier this year, Amazon did away with the uh, uh, the all you could store option, and now you could still pay to store stuff there. But then you kind of have to decide how much you're going to need, which it's like, okay, fine, I'll come up with another option. It saves me some money. But I thought I would throw that out there just so that. You know, people, and you know the stuff on Groove. You had that up until December thirty first to download it. Well, that's come and gone. So if you had music up there and you didn't download it, I think you're screwed. Um, but uh, like I said, I just I thought I would throw it out there uh, as long as we we're talking about things, listening to things, and everything. Um, you know, that's something to consider. Because I do love my streaming uh, services, but because they're convenient and everything. But uh, have a plan B just in case, I guess. So, but uh, we'll move on from there. And why don't we get to our picks? Um, and let why don't we start uh, on the left side of the country? And uh, we'll work our way to the east, then we'll come back to the middle. Anyway, Melissa, what's your, <laughs> uh, it's convoluted? Just follow, stick with me, people. So, um, well, what's your pick? So my pick is actually something I'm going to do a little bit differently this time. I kind of cheated. Uh, this is not that I used real money for this. I didn't actually use my play money. I used real money for this because we kept the, the limit nice and low this time. Our family, we just bought a brand new vacuum cleaner. It, it was time. <laughs> and uh, I just want to give a shout out to all the vacuum nerds out there and just let you know that. We are really appreciative of the videos and the types of reviews that people do on freaking vacuum cleaners. It is really helpful because we, you know, we don't have a lot of money and the money that we do spend, we want to make sure we get a lot of bang for a buck, a good value. So as a family, we used uh, the Amazon TV, Apple TV app and a combination of our phones and the kids got involved. Not so much the little guy, but my, my big guy, Lucian, my 11 year old, he got into it and we wanted, you know, we said, well, hey, you know, you're going you're gonna to be doing a lot of the vacuuming, so we want to make sure that you have a, an opinion on this. So what we ended up getting is called the Shark Navigator Lift-Away Upright Vacuum in lavender. And if I told you that the color didn't matter, you know damn well that I'm lying because I love purple. <laughs> but that, I have to admit, I, I am a little bit of a girl in that department when it comes to that, and that lavender did attract me to it. And, of course, my husband promptly rolled his eyes, and then I promised him that I, that's not why I picked it, even though he knows I was lying. Um, we have that vacuum. You do? Yeah. It may not be that specific one, but we have two shark vacuums, and they're both purple. Okay, that makes, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That makes three, because uh, Deb's got, <laughs> I think, two. Uh, one upstairs, one downstairs. Are they purple? No, one's <laughs> yeah. red and white. I remember that one. Uh, okay. She does most okay. of the but vacuuming. They're yeah, they're sharks. No, that I know. Oh. Um, Good. I can't tell you which specific models, but yeah, she bought them because we have steps with carpet on that we need to vacuum. Uh-huh. And yep. so you can pull out the wand uh, and use that for vacuuming the steps. Um, well, this it, has the lift away, so it's like a whole canister that lifts up and you can just carry it, which I really liked because we, we don't have steps in this house. This is like a, you know, what do you call it, a, a ranch-style ranch. home where it's all one floor. We have one little step that goes on down into our kitchen. But we have, it's an old home, and it kind of sort of looks like a little log cabin inside. We have rafters in our ceiling. Our, we have oh. lots of uh, knotty, knotty pine wood, so lots of wood to dust. And so rafters and, and you know, ceiling, ceiling, blade, uh, ceiling fan blades are one thing. I mean, a lot of people have ceiling fans in their home, and they, that has to be vacuumed. But for us, it's the rafters. They have to be dusted, and then the tops of the 
the, uh, <laughs> the, the curtains and things like that. And so we wanted something that you could lift up easily and up over your head that would reach. And so that was definitely a big consideration. But I have to say, we really love it so far. And my, I will admit this in, in public, my children actually fought over who was going to use it first. <laughs> and I really, really enjoy that as a mother. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we watch these videos and, you know, of people vacuuming up cat hair and stuff. And it's just it's just so bizarre. But we we have some friends that are vacuum cleaner nerds. There There is definitely a, a a niche for this this type of thing. And they're there's definitely vacuum cleaner nerds, but they really have their merit. They're really important because they give us lots of good information. We read lots of Amazon reviews and watched lots of demonstration videos and I don't really even like watching a lot of uh, infomercials, but watched a couple of QVC, you know, older videos because this vacuum has been out for a number of years. Mm -hmm. um, so it had a lot of, you know, staying pow power. Enough people had enough years of, of experiences with this thing. So it's on sale for 150 bucks. We got it even a little bit cheaper than that locally. And uh, we just, we really, really like it. I, I've used it a couple of times and it's one of those things where you don't realize just how bad your vacuum cleaners got until you get a new oh, yeah. vacuum cleaner. Like, holy shit, that was in my carpet. Oh, my God, there's a cat in there now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like the dirt cup because then that way you can see how full it's getting. Now, yes. at work, I use a vacuum, but, you know, we need uh, more of a commercial grade. Industrial, one. huh? Yeah, we use the crap out, not even as much as the elementary, because that's mostly carpet there. But, yeah, a good vacuum. And like I say, we went to one with a dirt bag, but before we always had one with a dirt cup, because it's always nice to see when it's getting full, and you can dump it out, and you can kind of see what you're vacuuming up, which is semi-disturbing. But um, yeah. yeah, well, and with kids, you know, there's always Legos or toy cars yeah. and like stuff like that. So that was important, too, yep. and I like being able to you know, see through the tubes. And, you know, it's just, I thought it would be the perfect thing to talk about on the geekiest show ever because it is you're, just so geeky. It's so nerdy that, yeah, I, I'm I'm a vacuum cleaner nerd now. <laughs> so in other words, what you say is you suck. Uh, I do. Okay. All right. In okay. lavender. Next. In lavender. Yes. Well, bef yeah, before we go too far down that rabbit hole, let's jump to the East Coast. And, Lisa, what is it you okay. want? So we know the saga of my Apple Watch, which I have to say on Saturday, walking through New York City, by 3 o'clock it was dead. Yeah, The battery had died. Just, yeah, just saying. But now, it's, but yesterday and today, it's doing really, really well. So really? I don't, I don't, Shh, yes. It can hear you, it can hear you. I, I don't know. Speak so nicely about it. When I feel better, I'm going to go to the Apple Store, we'll have it checked out. But anyway, okay. because of that, I went on Amazon, and I didn't really do a whole lot of research, so I can't really say too much about this. But I picked for $150, so less than half the price of the Apple Watch, the Fitbit Blaze. And it, based on the reviews, people like it. They say it's no Apple Watch. If you're looking for an Apple Watch, don't get it. But it does do the workouts, obviously telling time, but it does the workouts. It will hook up to the GPS to your phone. It doesn't do music, but it does. It tracks running, cardio, cross-training, biking, um, you can hook up with your friends. It tracks your steps, your distance, your calories burned, your f uh, floor is climbed. Can't use it for swimming. You can get call and text notifications, calendar alerts, notifications from Facebook and Twitter, as long as your phone is close by. So yeah. if I do decide not to replace my watch, this is something I can look into. Yeah, see I have a little bit of experience with this. I did help a, a client set one of these up. 
and it was okay, but definitely the blades. Yeah, the blades. Yeah, it's okay. A little square one. Yeah, yep. like a watch that you wear. And she ended up getting. Ultimately, she ended up getting an Apple Watch anyway. So just know that going into it, it is definitely no Apple Watch. Right. Um, yeah. The bands were a little hard to change. It was difficult trying to watch her struggle with that, and you really have to kind of like flip your wrist to get it to like wake up. Um, yeah, I, I, may, yep. I, I'm kind of snobby about it after comparing the two, but I helped her set this up before I had got, oh no, I did. can't remember now. Yeah. I think I had my Apple watch and I had just gotten it not long ago and I helped her set this up and I remember thinking, you oh, know, this isn't quite as straightforward. It was a little bit clunky, but it's definitely probably, you know, a second contender to the Apple watch. Um, we, Deb and I, we each had gotten one of these and we sent them back because oh. we, we just weren't uh. in, well, for me, the problem was, and I don't remember the setup, um, uh, but the problem for me was I don't think it would do email notifications. There is something about the notifications because I sort of depend upon messages and emails, especially at work, uh, if they're trying to get a hold of me and there's, uh-huh. There's just some sort of a deal breaker in there. You know, as far as the fitness part went, I think it was probably okay and acceptable. But what I ended mm-hmm. up getting was a, a Garmin, um, I don't remember what uh, model this is, but, uh, and that one I like because it does it does all the stuff um, that you I need want. a pebble before that. Yeah, and I still mm-hmm. got the pebble, and that's fine too. It doesn't, uh, it'll do the steps, it won't do the heart, The uh, this Garmin will do, uh, you know, monitor your heartbeat and a lot of that stuff. And so like I say I'm pretty satisfied with the 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 Garmin the the Fitbit Blaze we just didn't quite just didn't scratch that particular itch like I say at this moment I can't remember specifically what it was I know I had to do with notifications and for me that was sort of a deal breaker but uh you know if that's not uh something you need or want uh and just want the the exercise the fitness part as I remember, that was fine, but yeah, we sent ours back. Yeah, I think it probably depends on your needs. I yeah. I seem to see these out in the wild. Like now that I've been, um, now that I've tinkered with one, my I notice it more as I look at people's watches. Like, oh, what are they wearing? And it's and it's usually either and it's predominantly either I see an Apple Watch. If I see a person wearing a watch at all, it's either an Apple Watch or it's one of these Fitbit blazes. So I think it's yeah. it's probably a pretty good contender. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and. It's a good thing because I was considering putting a fitness tracker uh, as my pick, but then I see Elisa had hers. So I went mm-hmm. with um, the Harmony Ultimate Remote. Uh, I've already got a couple Harmonies in the house, but it's not the Ultimate. This is the one with a little touchscreen to it. And uh, the problem. Oh, my. Yeah, the problem with the regular Harmony Remotes, uh, you only have three buttons uh, across the top. So if you have more than three HDMI inputs or more than three things you want to control, then you kind of have to go to the app on the phone or the tablet, which isn't terrible, but it takes a little oh, bit of time to yeah. load that up. With this, Talk about an investment. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and so this one here, it's got the touchscreen on the remote, which makes it more expensive because this is $161. I was just going to say, and so the, the, the expert that costs the same as my vacuum cleaner, and this costs more than yeah. those two. <laughs> but then you can add $116 to it for expert setup. Uh, oh, my God. No, I got 118 Oh, yours must be cheaper. There's, your experts are Mine's probably Mine is 135 closer. You're screwed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you must really be I have far set away. one of these up, though. I, I have one of the older-style Harmonies, and... And I have set it up. I programmed it for a client, and then she hated it so much she ended up giving it to me. So. 
So I have a program for mine. But yeah, talk about an initial investment to set these things up. But once you do it, then it's done. So yeah, I, they, yeah. Uh, and sometimes um, I maybe should go through and reset it up. Mine gets a little weird once in a while, but I still do still do like it because, like, say down here in my office, I've got a TV. It's got four inputs to it. Yeah, I think four inputs. Uh, and uh, no, maybe mine's only got three down here. Anyway, the one upstairs has got four. But so you know, you only got the three buttons. And if you want to do something else, um, I guess for down here I got three. But still, I just like one remote because uh, otherwise I got a remote for the soundbar, remote for the TV, a remote for my Nvidia Shield. Uh, mm-hmm. You got all these remotes. I just like having the one. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you got the remote for your direct TV, and this will control that. So, and like I say, the nice thing is you got the touch screen on there, so you can set up uh, several different. So, if you want to be able to turn on your TV and have it go directly to HBO, you can do that. Uh, so, like I say, if you're kind of a theater nerd or a gadget person like I am with lots of things, um, you know, like I say, the 161 that is a little expensive, but like I say, it is a touch screen remote, and I do like the hub. Uh, you know that makes life a lot easier. Uh, and like I say, sometimes I the setup it gets stupid once in a while. But still, <laughs> I like the convenience. Uh, I have to go in there and tweak things once in a while, uh, which does irritate me. But still, the convenience when it does work, it's fine. Um, so like I say, this is kind of a half-hearted nomination, but um, or suggestion. But I I do like it. So um, I think those are three really good picks between. The vacuum cleaner, so you get yourself the vacuum cleaner, then you get yourself the Fitbit Blaze, and you track your your fitness and your and your steps as you're vacuuming, and then you get your podcast uh, players or catchers, and you set up your vacuuming playlist, and then when when you're all done with that, then you can sit down and watch TV with your remote control. Yeah, see full circle. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, we you know we're a full service podcaster. Yep. Uh, we're covering all your geeky needs. But uh, I think with that, uh, we've pretty much got our show taken care of here. So uh, we'll, um, you know, introduce ourselves so people can find us. And, you know, if they want to hear more about us, they can listen to us. So, um, Elisa, let's start with you. Where can people find uh, out more about you? Okay. At Sensei Dai on Twitter and 3geekyladies.com podcast, number three spelled out. We just put out an episode on Friday about savings apps and websites now that the holidays are over you need to save up some money to either pay the bills or your future vacation or something like that so different apps that you can use so when you're going grocery shopping or any kind of shopping help you save a little bit more money yeah i just saw that come out and i'm thinking i should download that because maybe if i'm yeah i gotta go listen to that (laughs) yeah because maybe if i'm listening to the podcast i won't be spending money (laughs) good luck with that yeah uh no (laughs) okay yeah okay and uh melissa uh where can people find out more about you you can find out more about me if you go to themacmommy.com or you just check me out online at themacmommy, T-H-E-M-A-C-M-O-M-M-Y, all spelled out. And I also do a podcast with David Ginsberg. We have to dust off our, well, I dusted off my microphone today, so we've got to get back into it. We're planning on recording a new episode this Wednesday, so that'll be out shortly. Go check that out. It's in touch with iOS.com. Okay, and if people want to hear more uh, about what I do, you can go to uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DSC Chipman. Uh, I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. And 
Uh, we're right now. We're waiting uh, on Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Julie is over in England having a grand old time, apparently. Uh, so when she gets back and our schedules align again, uh, which is kind of like aligning the sun, the moon, and the stars, I think. But anyway, when we get our crap together, we'll start putting out episodes again. So, but uh, we have a and the nice thing about ours is they're they're kind of timeless. They're not. Uh, uh, you can go back and listen to them anytime. But if you want to listen to them, you can go to scifitechtalk.com and uh, find an episode of uh, some show that you want to listen to and uh, play it in your favorite podcasting app. But uh, mm-hmm. if you want to know uh, more, uh, more about the show, go to geekiestshow.com. And reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everyone who does that. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have uh, had making it for you. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month, I gather together a panel of Apple followers, and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000-foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.